you agree that, you know, it's time that we all wake up and take responsibility, even for our ancestors that did not know any better? been waiting patiently to have this kind of conversation. (laughs) Hey, it's Wake Up With KC, and today I am going to talk about money, 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 money. And what if there is limited beliefs, mental programming, and even emotional energetic traumas around your relationship with money? How do you even know? And what can you do to change that? And I have a special guest, Jason Solomon, to join us today. Jason, welcome. Hello, hello. How are you? I am great. I um, saw something. I can't remember where it was posted, but you stated something that just resonated with me. And I was like, wow, I need to talk to this guy. Not Mm -hmm. only are you young but you're very successful and it had to do with the money mindset. And can you share with our audience today uh, a little bit about yourself and, and where you're at now? Yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate you having me on here. It's always, um, I'm, I'm very grateful and very humble at the same time to, you know, share my story anytime I can. You know, because I know the the journey and the process that I've been through to get here. But a um, lo- little snippet of my story. So I'm actually here in Indi- Indianapolis, Indiana, born and raised. And uh, my background was uh, athletics. So I didn't even I, I really never transitioned into the traditional lifestyle that most people live. So I was I was an athlete, played sports my whole entire life. And that was really everything to me. I didn't know of a different route and wasn't really shown a different route other than, you know, doing the traditional thing. So sports was it for me. And um, I was always an entrepreneur, always the kid selling something. And and um, I knew I was going to be in business. I just didn't know how to get there. And so, you know, I didn't come from a wealthy background by any means. And I always had that itch or that drive for more, um, you know, purely out of curiosity, because I seen um, I started to look up people that were winning in a major way and just questioning how can they do it? You know, why are they doing it? And um, if they can do it, I know I can. So, you know, and and, and all in all, I've been um, in a formal entrepreneurship, you can say, uh, for the past six years and been working with some amazing mentors, big name individuals. And I've seen my life change dramatically. So it's been a fun journey um, so far. And I'm excited for the next years. So when did you discover about, you know, hey, wait a minute, this doesn't sound right or feel right when it came to you know your i i would say your beliefs when did you recognize like hey this is a belief that doesn't sit well with me in Mm -hmm. regards to money uh probably (laughs) since i could think i guess um i never bought into what what people did you know, or at least the ones around me, because, you know, it's, it comes a point in time where everybody has this realization, but very few persist in it. And it's really just questioning, 
you know, why are you doing this? Why are this? Why is this happening? I remember my mom used to always say, you always ask why, you know, and I would be very young, five, six, four or five or six. I'm always asking why this, why that, why this, why that? Because I just didn't understand um, a lot of the things, you know, and and not to get into a, um, too much into a religious aspect, but I grew up in a Christian background. And I, I remember just one day sitting in church and, you know, they're preaching from the Bible and whatnot. And, you know, the, all the Bible talks about is prosperity. And I remember thinking, you know, I'm in this, the sanctuary, I'm looking around, I'm 11 or 12. And I'm like, nobody in this room is doing what this book is saying. Because <laughs> I know well, my uncles, you guys, now. well, yeah, I'm like, my uncles, you guys are going to go out and drink after this. And you guys are going to go argue. And nobody, as soon as we leave this church, you know, everything that we talked about or preached about is completely out the window. So I, I grew up very confused. And, um, you know, I just didn't, I, and after seeing stuff like that, you know, the words not matching with the actions, um, you know, I, I got, I got to understand that, um, something's wrong, you know, or something's up. And, um, it's a word called praxis is integrating belief with behavior. When those two things are off, then you have to question things, you know? Well, not only that, but there's a contradiction, even in the Bible and the religious aspect, mm -hmm. you know, one part says, oh, you know, you're, you're, you were created before even the thought in the womb. You're going to prosper. You're being, but then on the other side, they're saying money is the root of all evil. So that to me is like, wait a minute. These two are contradicting. One says you're going to be prosperous and rich and abundant. And then it's like, well, money is the root of all evil. Don't, you know, you can't chase prosperity. So there's a conflict in itself mm -hmm. that contradicts it. Yeah. It's ignorant. There's been major confusion and that confused mm -hmm. me. I'm like, wait a minute. But God said I was supposed to be prosperous, but money's the root of all evil. And, you know, back in those times when that was written, what was money yeah. back then? It wasn't like it is now. I even question that. Yeah. Well, it, and, and to clarify that, it says the love of money is the root of all evil, not just money, you know. And um, I always tell people, you know, looking back at stuff, and unless you can can read Hebrew, <laughs> you probably want to study that to really see what it says in the Bible, or you know, if you're if you're Muslim, you know, speak Arabic because we don't know. Everything's been translated. Everything's been been shifted and changed. Um, but there there's certain things that remain constant in any any space of religion, which is belief and knowing that. You know, we're infinite for all we know. <clears throat> and I think the conflict comes from people, you know, um, it comes it comes from people not not knowing the truth and um, not understanding. You know, it's ignorance, to say the least. Um, and people don't understand what money is. You know, money is just a piece. If you burn money and burn you, you turn into the same thing, which is dust. And then if you pour and I always use this example, you know, if you pour water on dust, it turns into mud. And if you put some seeds in the ground with mud, it turns into soil and then you get a tree. And so, you know, life cycle happens. So money is the same thing as you are, it's just energy. But um, we grow up around broke people. <laughs> so we buy broke ideas. And, um, you know, that's that's why people say the things they say, do the things they do. And um, they believe things that aren't true. Like I'll give you an example. One of my mentors, his name was Bob Proctor. And 
and he's taught me a lot about the view on life. And he said, you know, I'll use this example as a perfect, perfect tool for people. Kimberly, you were brought up to think that um, my I'm black and I was brought to think that you're white. Now, this is the craziest thing about this, because most people believe things that aren't true because at, I'm not the color of my shirt, <laughs> you know, and you're not the color of your wall. Because if you ever seen a black person, you'll probably scream and run. And if I ever seen a real white person, I'll probably scream and run. Right. So but this is the thing. That's what we've been taught to see. But it's not true. Right. I'm not black. You're not white. But that's what we see. So I always ask people, what other things do you see that aren't true? What other things do you see that aren't real? You know, and that's why we have to take a step back from all the razzle dazzle and things that we've been taught. And um, I always tell people, Jesus never called himself a Christian. Buddha, Buddha never called himself a Buddhist. Muhammad never called himself a Muslim. People did. So at the end of the day, where did they turn? And it's called the the Fonset Rigo, which is the inner source. You got to go within. Stop looking outside for answers. You know, that's what I tell people. Yep. And I think wouldn't it be safe to say the truth is inside you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the thing. People, um, <clears throat> We 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 know the truth, but we're scared to verbalize it because it doesn't match our current results. You know, um, like, you know, the thoughts turn into things because the question I always ask people, you know, the, the only reason why you can cook a certain type of food is because you're thinking about it. You only get hungry after a thought. You can only like if you're going to the grocery store, you don't just get in the car and start driving. You have an end destination in mind. Then you get in the car, then you go there and you end up at the grocery store. The mind has never failed us. It's just that we don't know how to use it in our favor. And um, it always gets us to where we're going, where we where we are, you know, mentally. So it's very obvious. And that's why um, it's called the strangest secret, because it's strange that it is a secret and it's strange that most people don't understand it, you know. And, you know, I go I, I'm a history buff, so. I love, and I'm learning so much more now than I ever had before, even since I was in high school, mm -hmm. you know, in college. And, you know, there's ancient civilizations that talked about the power of the mind, you know, the inward, the source, the creator, the energy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, parts of affirmations and manifestations, some would nowadays call it magic but it really isn't it's about energy turning into matter yeah mm -hmm. and they kept that secret and hidden because they didn't want us to know about the power oh, yeah. that we have uh-huh yeah even here I, <laughs> I find that very fascinating that you know wow this has been around for centuries thousands of years way before the Bible was even written. Mm -hmm. And some of that stuff is plagiarized and there's copyright claims that those original authors would probably sued. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute. That's not what I wrote some of this, but you guys changed it. And you know, yeah, kind of thing. But I find it fascinating, you know, even talking about money, and religion and how many people still struggle today. It's it's like, wait a minute. 
all right, there's people still struggling. They still go to church. They believe in this God of an outside source, something from the outside. You know, and I've heard this thing, oh, well, God's in control. <clears throat> My question is, is, well, if God's in control, why is this chaos still happening? Yeah. Oh, it's free will. No, it's we're in control. We are the creators. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what free will means. Free will is is the freedom to select any thought or idea you desire. And um, like I, I, I was listening to Earl Nightingale um, and he has a lot of great content. And um, they were talking about how there's a story and it's in one of my programs I have. And he said, there's a story about a guy who went to this farm and the farm was beautiful. The guy, you know, he made the farm amazing flowers and, you know, sculptures of plants. If you ever seen like a Tuscany Italian style villa, <clears throat> sort of how he did is. And the one guy visiting said, man, isn't it amazing? Um, you know, what God has given you, you know, God has given you such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful farm. You know, that's so amazing. And the farmer said, yeah, you know, he's definitely done that, but you should have seen the farm when he had it to himself. <laughs> and what that represents is that, you know, um, God's going to give you the chair or the tree. He's never going to give you the chair. You have to make it. You have to do something. I tell people all the time, get up, move, do something. I grew up in the space where all my family members would say, uh, you know, um, stuff like that. You know, he's in control or, you know, I'll let it leave it to him when he's really left it to you, <laughs> you know, and when he's really left it in your hands, um, because that's the thing we're we're um, we're built in the image of it, quote unquote. But that's an even deeper subject. If we're built in the image, then you guys got to understand built in the image in the mind. That means we have the same faculties we're meant to create. You know, like I, I told I told this to somebody I was mentoring or talking to the other day. I said, you've never seen a year where they didn't come out with a new car. You've never seen a year where there wasn't a new technology. The only problem is the ones that are using that new technology are waiting on the very few to create it. That's the only problem. And their life is still being grown and changed and shifted because we don't use typewriters anymore. Everybody has a computer. But the only thing is the ones who create the computer, you know, those are the ones that are are further advanced. You know, it's, there's a there's a quote that says um, <clears throat> it talks about the reasonable man and the unreasonable man. It says the reasonable man attempts at adapting, um, adapting the I think it was himself to the world, you know, and conforming with the world. And then it says the unreasonable man attempts to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, all progress is dependent upon the unreasonable man. And what that states is <clears throat> the ones who fit in with everybody else, you're not going to bust a grape, you know. And um, and we all know that because historically the masses have all went into the wrong direction. But the ones who go against the masses, you know, no matter how crazy it may be, those are the ones that we look to. Those are the ones that we follow. Those are the ones that <clears throat> there's a quote that said all geniuses are dead because when they're alive, they're called crazy. So, you know. So you won't be a genius until you die. They'll they'll recognize it when you're when you're gone. But that's the truth. All geniuses are dead because when they're alive, people call them crazy, not geniuses. 
But when they die, oh, that's what they were doing. You know. Yeah, I can it, think of uh, Nikola Tesla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tesla, Einstein, anybody that's made a um, dramatic impact, but the people in that environment, I always tell people this, your mom and your dad, your brother, your sister, your dog, your cat, they're not supposed to believe in what you do. There's no reason they should, especially if they're not awake. Like they're not supposed to believe in what you do because first off, God, the universe, whatever you believe in, did not give them the image you have in your head. <clears throat> like, I do not know what Kimberly is thinking right now. I can see what she's thought based upon who she is and her her frame of work and everything. I can see the fruits, but I don't know what seeds are going on in here. So therefore, you know, that's why people are called crazy because they're like, man, I can see this big forest. And then they're sitting on a, you know. A dirt road and their friends like yeah well i just see dirt you know but they see with a different eye and that's why you know this it's called that you know you don't see with your eyes you see through your eyes and um there's so much that can go into that you know oh yeah absolutely and when did you start your transformation and changing like what were some of the, the limited beliefs that you had around money first? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know around money. Um, I think the limiting beliefs were the idea of working hard for it, for sure. And that's, that's cliche because everybody says it, you know, but um, that's true. You know, I saw my mom earning 35000 in a year, and she was working since she was like 16. 35000 wow. in a year, and, you know, imagine how long she's been working. And then I get around mentors. They earn 35000 in a bad day. <laughs> They're like, Yeah, there's you know, something not right with this picture. Like, why isn't everybody else doing this? Yeah. So with me, I'm like, in a bad day, or you earn 35000 My mom works all year to earn that. And so that showed me that you don't have to work hard to earn money. I, there, there comes a point in time where you do have to put in effort, energy, time, commitment for sure. But it shouldn't be forever. You know, that's why I was telling you, like I was telling you, you got to build up residual income. You have to build up money that it's like this. The difference between winners financially and losers financially is that losers invest all their time, energy and money into things that would never put anything back into them. Winners invest their time, energy, and money. Like I don't own anything that doesn't pay me or I try not to. It's very simple. Like if I'm going to, like I heard this, this quote, it said, um, every time I'm talking, I get paid. That's true. Every time I speak, I get paid. My voice gets me paid. My cell phone gets me paid. I'm, I'm 24 years old. The average 24 year old is looking at memes and, you know, trying to find the party. I'm up here building a business with the same cell phone that they pay for. I pay for, but I don't want to bill. I want a business. You see? So my laptop, it pays me. My writing, it pays me. All those things that I do, it pays me. And that's what Robert Kiyosaki talks about. Um, liabilities versus assets. Assets are things that put money back in your pocket. Liabilities are things that constantly take money out. 
And poor people always run towards liabilities. They buy a car, they buy a house with no intention to sell it. They just buy it to get into debt and because everybody else does it. So, you know, and, and that's just the thinking that I had to shift was, okay, you don't have to work hard to earn money. There's a certain point in time you got to put in energy and effort, but it should not be forever. You know, it should not be like, for the remainder of your life, you know, you got to find a way to put the energy into something that's going to, you know, produce more return on investment, like invest yeah. in something that you're going to get a return on. Oh, for sure. For sure. And um, people just think that's in business, but that's in everything. Like I've, I've invested, you know, tens of thousands of dollars into books, into travel, into trainings, into business, into, technologies for my business everything that i've invested has been for that and um <clears throat> you know it's it's more than just the business aspect um but it's the tools around it you know and um using those turning turning what you have into there's a quote in the bible says let the weak man say i'm strong and what that means is turning your your weaknesses into strengths very simple let the weak man say i am strong so turn your weaknesses into strengths What's most people's weaknesses? Social media. Me, I remember I met a guy, Master P, Percy Miller. He's one of the greatest entertainers, moguls, and music. I mean, he <clears throat> he signed Snoop Dogg, No Limit Record Labels. All I mean, he's the biggest ever. And he told it, he said this social media should be a business if you're a boss. Social media should be a business if you're a boss. And when I heard him say that, I'm like, man, that's the only thing I did differently. All my friends were on social media looking at girls, you know, <laughs> looking at guys, whoever they were. And I said, I said to myself, I'm like, all right, the same chances I have DMing a girl who will probably never get back to me, the same chances I have with the millionaire. I'll take my chances with the millionaire. I'll reach out to them instead, you know, and it's just turning those, those weaknesses into strengths. And so, you know, everybody can win. And the money mindset I had was you had to work hard for it. Or you had to clock in, clock out. Like, that's a lie. <laughs> that is a lie and a half. Like, first off, you don't you don't work for money. You earn money. Those are two different things. If you work for money, you're going to be clocking in and clocking out. When you clock in, the money starts, clock out, the money stops. So if you ever want to earn money when you're working for it, where must you be? I remember I lived down the street um, from a place called Meyer, the grocery store. And my mom would always take me to go grocery shopping with her. And there would always be an old person at the door, you know, hey, welcome to Meyer, <laughs> you know, hey, welcome to Walmart, you know. And I used to ask my mom, like, mom, why are these old people at the door? And she said, oh, they just probably want to be here just to, you know, waste time. And I'm thinking, like, hold on, they're 80 years old. They have zero time to waste. What's the real reason? Oh, when you only know one language, you can only communicate one way. So money is a language. People are only taught one language of money, clock in, clock out. So if they want to earn money, they have to be clocked in. And one of my mentors, Bob Proctor, he told me, he said, you want to know, Jason, why there's so many old broke people? I said, why? He said, because there's so many broke young people that grow old and they never change. They have a one year experience, 50 different years. They live the same life, same check, same check, same bills, same check, same check, same bills, same check, 
same check more bills imagination grows income stays the same it's called debt i want to get this but i can't afford it let me go into debt imagination grows income stays the same so what we got to learn is all those things we've been taught by people that are struggling i remember i was going to school and i was the candy man so i was the kid earning money in class it's crazy i was talking to somebody yesterday and, and um i said the biggest change that i saw in my life was that i did not have to work a job to earn money because while i was in school being taught about working a job i was earning money in school so the teachers could not tell me that i had to work a job to earn money when i just earned 30 dollars the last two class periods selling candy i'm in school earning money so that shows me that you don't have to work a job to earn money i just earned more than you just earned selling candy so i learned those things and i'm like man i'm being taught it's like listening to people that don't have the results you want to have or haven't done what you want to do it's just like you taking your car to the barber shop to get it fixed it doesn't make sense why would i take my car to well the same reason why would you ask your love your mom love your dad respect them but why would you go to a broke parent to figure out how to get rich yeah you know so it's it's a lot you know a lot of mumble jumble we got up here but anybody can change it you know just <clears throat> turn those weaknesses into strengths what are your weaknesses turn them into strengths flip it and the same thing as weaknesses could be the limited beliefs based on what we're taught in our upbringing mm -hmm. you know you mentioned about robert kiyosaki with rich dad poor dad i remember i have that book and you know he broken in three categories the poor teach the poor to be poor middle class teach the middle class to be middle class and the rich teach the rich to be rich yeah. which category do you fall into and mm -hmm. i had to sit there and think about that i'm like well i'm sure in the hell not rich but i think from growing up seeing what my parents you know their discussions about money their relationship with money and what they were stressing and fighting about, I think it was between the borderline between poor and middle class. Mm -hmm. Not even like just scratching the surface. I'll tell and you the truth. Like, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't want to live like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The craziest thing I learned there is no more middle class. No. You're either poor or you're rich. Or <clears throat> there's, there's one section because uh, it's kind of unique rich means you have a lot of money <clears throat> wealth means you have a lot of assets so there's tiers but the tier between middle class and rich there's no um there's no separation excuse me <clears throat> i got so much congestion coming out that's good eliminate the mucus and then you'll be free but um yeah like i learned this early on is that the middle class is disguised to keep people where they are. It, they gave they gave having less than a good term. We're going to call this the middle class to make not make people not feel bad. It's like the eighth place trophy. That's the worst thing you can do to a kid. Why would you give a kid an eighth place trophy <laughs> to make them feel a part of it? Well, when they get into the real world, it's like I always tell people um, in, in armies, this is what they do. If they have ships, they always conduct the speed of the of the ships to the slowest ship. 
so no one gets left behind. But the problem is with that in society, that may work in war, <laughs> but in society, what you're doing is you're setting people up for failure. Because at the end of the day, <clears throat> why would you not tell somebody, hey, you're not good enough. You can fix that, though, versus just saying it would be better. And then they think what they're doing is right when it's wrong. You know, so we got to really shift that. Like I have mentors that don't kiss me all the time, but kick me time to time that wake me up. Hey, you got to do better. You got to change that. Do I want to hear it? Of course not. Ooh, don't want to hear it. <clears throat> but then when I look at it, I'm like, you're right. I do have to do better. You know, I, I have to change that. Like there's no eighth place trophies in entrepreneurship. You either win or you don't. <clears throat> there's, it's called law of polarity. There's left, right, up, down, opposites to everything. <clears throat> there's no middle. That's why middle class is like, no, <clears throat> there's left or right. There's no gray matter. So middle class is non-existent. Like, it's crazy. I thought we were in the middle class until I got around people that earned six figures a day. Well, my parents didn't earn six figures in a year combined. So what's really middle? What's the middle? You know, there you're either winning or you're losing. You're either going up or you're going down. It's called create or disintegrate. If the body is not creating, it's disintegrating. And when you're disintegrating, you're dying. Or you're accelerating, you're increasing. There's no, nothing stays where it is. Right. There's no middle, you see? Middle class is non-existent. It's like, it's a term they give for taxes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know if you know of Dan Locke. Mm -hmm. I've heard of him. And he mentioned something. Uh, I read one of his books. And I'm trying to, I just went, had a brain fart. Sorry. Uh, he talks about like, why would you go to school? to learn from a professor who's also broken in debt and who never had a business <laughs> and never had a business uh, you know, the system set up for you to be employees instead of employers, business owners. So that stuck with me. And I was like, you're right. Yeah. Why would I want to get advice and learn from them? Because all they're teaching me is to be an employee. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you don't go to a sick doctor to get healthy. You don't. I used to work in nutrition for like six years, and I would always tell people, stop going to doctors that are trained on medicine, not trained on health. Those are two different trainings. Right. Same thing with money. Like, I love people, and I don't care about titles. You know, someone calls themselves a teacher or this or that. But it's sad. It's like I have a daughter who's 15 months old. All right. She's in the other room banging on the door. Why would I know that if I put my daughter in the school system the way it is today and I know what she's going to learn? Why would I put her there? So also oh, she can be around other kids. We can go to the park and I can take her to Italy and, you know, we can go. We can go. There's kids everywhere. We can find them, you know, like Elon Musk. He's building. He built a school for his kids and other and his friends' kids. He built a creative school for his kids to where they learn the things that they're interested in. Why would I put my daughter in a system that's meant to system means to keep you in line? That's the system. System means to it's a system, systematic approach, a linear approach to keep you in line. 
And the craziest thing, like I had that realization, I think I even asked the teacher because like I said I was a candy man. I knew how to earn money, you know, and I would buy shoes and stuff, but wrong investment. <clears throat> but I was in class earning money and teachers, brand new teacher. She just started working there talking about business. I said, do you have one? No. I said, so how am I going to learn business if you don't have one? Well, there's education on business. Okay, well, do you read the book to learn how to drive the car? That's what they try to get you to do. But how am I going to tell you when somebody's going to cut you off on the road? The only thing that can tell me when somebody's going to cut me off is experience versus opinions. People that haven't done it, like I try my best not to tell people things I haven't done. <clears throat> like I wouldn't tell you, Kimberly, to build residual income if I didn't build it. How am I going to tell you? So people are all we got. We got a bunch of opinions. We got a, a, a teachers with opinions, none that have experience, none that have winning experience. Like Grant Cardone said, never accept your advice from a loser, from a quitter. Never, ever. So I'm looking at, OK, where's it? Do we have any teachers that have that have, um, you know, a hundred thousand a month residually coming into into the bank account and they're still teaching? No, <laughs> no. You got to go search for those. Those are called seminars. And that was my school. Like I'm 24, between the age of 18 to 24, I've learned more in that, that six year span than I would have ever learned to any university by me reading the Think and Grow Riches, the, the Power of Awareness books, and not just reading the books. I read one page a day, one page, and I apply what I learn. I don't read a million books. I read one thing because school teaches you to study for 30 days and then take one test. Try that in life. Try studying, man, how do I put out this fire? Let me study for 30 days. <laughs> the, the house is burning down. What do you, what do you, what do you got to, oh, you got to act. You got to move. You got to do something versus read something. There's a difference between knowledge and understanding. If knowledge was all we needed, librarians would be billionaires. So why aren't they? Right. That some of the stuff that you're getting told, there's like fifty percent of the truth taken out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's just mind-boggling that every and it's like you become a robot. Yeah. And we're living in the past. History keeps repeating itself, just different time period. Mm-hmm. And, and that's also a too. You know, the history repeats itself because we can study the wealthy. We can study the Carnegie's. We can study the like I was listening. I have a book by Andrew Carnegie, <clears throat> who was, quote unquote, the first billionaire in America. And he said something in the book that um, the owner from Jack Ma from Alibaba, who's also a billionaire, he said the same thing 100 years apart. Andrew Carnegie pretty much said that I hire people that are smarter than me and I pay them more than what they ask for. Therefore, they always give me more in return. Jack Maul said, I get people that are smarter than me and I get them to work together and I always get more in return. Boom. A hundred years apart. Same wisdom. Both billionaires. Wow. You know, history repeats itself, but we can also study the wealthy part of history, the successful part of history, the abundant part of history. You know, the um, ancient Babylonians, they all have multiple sources of income. The the Egyptians, you know, the we can we can study 
you know, different parts of history and see how did the winners win and how the losers lose. It's very simple. And, you know, that's the beautiful thing about you doing this podcast is that you can bring on people that actually have the results or that are doing it and study the good part of history, you know? Yeah. Because there's, there, there's some, you know, the, like the good and the bad. And like you said, money is energy and whatnot. And where your intentions are, if they're pure or not, because then there's also, you know, manipulation, control, greed, to dominate, to conquer, to divide, mm-hmm. to use that power with that money. Yeah. Yeah. And then the opposite is being generous, being kind and investing and getting that return and to keep helping there's two aspects of law of attraction good and bad mm-hmm. you know negative and positive you know and you if you want to call it karma you know if you keep doing it it'll, it'll, it goes down two generations yeah yeah it does and it's you and it's I so- want that from history mm-hmm. of where you know, there was, you know, to control, to manipulate. And, you know, there's some religion aspects of that. Yeah. Yeah. Religion is um, a unique topic. It's something that you have to, it's like, um, I was talking with somebody and he was trying to convince me on his religion. <laughs> and I was like, man, let me ask you a question. Have you ever studied any other religion? Oh, no, I won't study that. That's just like you saying the food is nasty, but you never tasted it. We don't know. We don't know. What's the only thing we know is for certain. The only thing we know is that we're infinite beings. The scientists call it energy. The theologians call it spirit. And they give both the same meaning to it. Energy is ne- is ne- neither created nor destroyed. Spirit is 100% present in all places at the same time. It's neither created nor destroyed. So <clears throat> we got to understand that everybody has a different leader in california there's 300 religions because everybody creates their own so a religion is actually created after the passing of a leader if we really think buddha didn't call himself a buddhist the people that followed him buddha buddhist you know muslim so it's religion so hopefully they created a religion after me called the jason you know, and when I go, they can ah, the Jason. No, I'm just like, but really think about it, man. People just don't think. They just they just go off of what um they just go off of what mommy and daddy. Like no one's born a Christian. You were born into a Christian house. If I put you in the middle of Beijing, and you're American, mad a baby. Let's say you're you're one year old, and I throw you in the middle of Malaysia. Most some parts of Malaysia that have Christianity. But if I put you in Beijing, <laughs> you're gonna grow up speaking Chinese, even though you're American born. <clears throat> no one's born a religion. We're born, we're we're born, we're born human. And um, there's a funny story about Buddha. They asked him, they said, Are you are you are you a saint? Are you this? Are you that? He said, No, I'm awake. People ask me, Jason, what are you? I'm awake. <laughs> what are you? You know, <laughs> what is, well, what is your, I'm awake, you know, that's the yeah, best. Awaken. But, you know, what I try to share with people is that first and foremost, you are a spiritual being, oh, a yeah. sexual being, 
inside a human being. Exactly. Exactly. We are in this body. We are having a human experience, yep. which, is, which is unique. And it's um, <clears throat> that's why I don't I don't fear death. I don't fear transition. It's actually probably the best thing that can happen to us. <laughs> you know, where they say there's good, there's bad. Well, if it's the worst thing people think there is, there's got to be something good about it. You know, polarity, opposite sides of the coin, you know. And we create our own heaven and we create our own hell. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So people just have to go out there and and um, like the thing I learned is this. Everyone's right. Everyone's right. There's a quote that says, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. And I learned that because I was listening to somebody. <clears throat> Both of these guys are millionaires, extremely successful in the music industry. One says that he wears one pair of clothes for an entire month. The other says that after he gets done wearing it, he throws it away. One has a philosophy that I don't need to look rich to be rich. The other has philosophies that I don't want to carry old energy around me. Both of them earn millions of dollars. Both have different philosophies with clothes. Both of them are right. <laughs> wow. Who's right? Who's wrong? There, that debate, you know, we'll, we'll see who's the last man standing. They can say that, right? But at the end right. of the day, I think people just need to go out there, figure out what you really want. What do I want to do? What do I want to create? That's number one, una de numeral. Your number one responsibility as a human is to create and grow your life. I do a lot of traveling. When you get on the plane, they say, put your mask on first. So you need to figure out what you want first. Identify what you really want. Set a goal. I have a goal card. I carry it everywhere I go. If I leave the house, if I leave this versus this, I'm going to come back and get this all the time. Because I understand that wherever's on my mind is the goal for my body to move towards. So I need to put what I want in my mind for my body to move towards. What do you want? Whoever's watching this, what do you really want? Second thing, find somebody that has a result. Go to them. Ask them, how did you do it? If they did it in the past, what did you do in the past that created this? If they're doing it now, what are you currently doing right now that created this? Go to people that have done and are doing what you really want to do. Like I love to travel. And so I watch a lot of travel shows and I have a travel business, actually, which is crazy. I attracted that. <clears throat> but um, I was watching one of these travel shows and I'm like, man, this, I saw a guy. He was doing it in a beautiful way. He had a travel show integrated with personal growth. I'm like, man, I love to do that. I looked up his Instagram, reached out to him. His name's Augusto. I got on a call with him. I said, hey, man, I would love to hear your story. And he's a very successful guy, extremely successful. But I said, he's doing exactly what I want to do. Let me reach out to him. You'll find that the people that are actually winning will really help you. The ones that are losing, they don't want to help you because they think there's competition. That's why you go to poor environments. There's more murders in the hood than there are in the suburbs. Why? Because poor people think that somebody is in competition with them. There's no competition. There's only creation. And if we shift that to figuring out what do I want, there's abundance everywhere. Try taking all the, try, try taking up all the air. Try, try sucking up all the air so nobody else right. can. You can't. You can't. The same way you can't take all the money. This, because if you think you got all the cash, they're going to create crypto. So 
there's abundance everywhere of things. So what I always tell people is figure out what you really want and dedicate your life to that mission. And then you're right. Wow. I I go by who do you want to become? Mm -hmm. What does it look like? Yeah. What does it feel like doing what it is that you want to do and become? Yeah. You know, create your future self and that energy, that emotion, that feeling of from that creation, from the thought, the image that you perceive of what you're doing. Hold on to that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Line up with it. And go. Run. And and just read the book things, and then things start showing up have you noticed that oh, like yeah. opportunities and people they it's like synchronicities they have a message for you mm -hmm. and then in return you have a message for them and then boom just things start lining up opening up and it's just little bits and pieces at a time yeah yeah that's how it's always happened for me um <clears throat> that's why i never get excited or get surprised i'm just enthused you know, and um, because you start to recognize that um, everything that happens to me is happening for me, you know, so. But Kimberly, this was amazing. This was an amazing conversation. Thanks for having me on here. Oh, thank you. I love brilliance, talking to other brilliant people that are so like-minded and on that same page that, yeah. and I am truly grateful you know, for having this experience with you. It's amazing to see someone so young getting it. Yeah. And I, I want, I, that's my intention is to help as many young to get to that mindset, to be creating and making a difference and an impact and in, in our world, because mm -hmm. we need, we need you. Oh. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm here because I gotta make an impact on the 15 muffos. So, you know, hey, it's it's a cycle. We, it continues to go. So, we have to do the best we're aware of. You know, there's no point of having the information and not living up to it. So, yeah. go out there and win. Whoever watches this, absolutely. And thank you so much, Jason, for this time. I appreciate it. Do you have any uh, links that people can contact you for coaching? Uh, yeah, public speaking engagements, webinars, or anything they can reach out to me on my Instagram. Um, I do have webinars and calls that I do, and I, I do my best to help people as I can. But I'll put my Instagram in the chat, people can message me there. It's at underscore Jason S34. That's my social media handle. So, yeah, you guys can message me there and, and just let me know who you are and how you connect and how you found me, I guess. And then um, I'll be willing to help as much as I can and just keep waking people up, you know, and, and I think that uh, that's what we're here for. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Jason. See you at the top. Best of success. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. All right. Well, there you go. What a brilliant conversation that I had intellectual and I just appreciate having people like Jason Solomon on my show. And I hope this helps you. 
and look forward to other amazing interviews with amazing guests right here on Wake Up With KC. Do you agree that, you know, it's time that we all wake up and take responsibility, even for our ancestors that did not know any better? I've been waiting patiently to have this kind of conversation. 